On a Friday morning, the New York Botanical Gardens are packed with people admiring plants from far off places. Where I'm standing, the vegetation recreates the kind of tropical rainforest you might find in the South Pacific. It's hot, humid, and overflowing with green. Behind the scenes, the garden hosts a library-like collection of 7.8 million specimens, a collection that researchers have gone to painstaking efforts to document from all over the world. In most countries, they have a pretty good idea of what's growing, but in some hard-to-reach places, the diversity of plant life has barely been explored. Hello. Fraser Allo is currently studying forestry at the University of the South Pacific in Fiji. But he's originally from Vanuatu, a country made up of 80 islands clustered about 700 miles west of Fiji. I'm from, uh, I'm from the biggest island of Vanuatu, and that's Espiritu uh, Santo. It's hard to hear him over the phone, but what he's saying is that he's from the country's biggest island. Vanuatu spans just under 5,000 square miles in total. That's about the size of Hawaii's islands put together, and it's covered in thick, tropical vegetation. The forest is a good forest and uh, fairy places with uh, plenty of species, and uh, some of the some uh, parts, like uh, the western parts of Anatu, the forest is dry. Uh, the southern part, the forest is uh, wet there. Again, to reiterate, what he's saying is that the forest contains plenty of species that the northern parts of the island are dry, and that the southern parts are wet. Vanuatu is considered a biodiversity hotspot. For many of the plants and animals found on these islands, this is the only place in the world they exist. But the country's plant diversity has never actually been fully documented. So for the past four years, Allo has been helping out with a research project that's trying to document the plant diversity in his home country. So most countries, in fact, have checklists or surveys of all the species that are found in their country. That's Gregory Plunkett. He studies plant evolution at the New York Botanical Garden. He's one of the people leading the project in Vanuatu, along with Michael Balick, an ethnobotanist at the New York Botanical Garden. In fact, it's a requirement of the Convention on Biodiversity that each country that signed on is supposed to have a biological survey. Vanuatu doesn't have that. So Plunkett has been working alongside locals like Allo and researchers from all over the world. They're trying to collect samples of all the plant species growing in the country. We press them between newspaper and dry them. Then they label the plants with their scientific names and add them to something called a herbarium, which is kind of like a library of plants. But Plunkett says that documenting the plants is only one part of the project. The second step is to document general uses of the plants. Because Vanuatu is not only biologically diverse, it's also culturally diverse. And mostly, cultural practices are still intact. So I'd say once you get out of the main two towns, Vanuatu is characterized by the sort of rural, gardening, forest kind of lifestyle that's very different from the kind of life that we live here in, in New York City. About 70% of people still live in small rural communities of 100 to 200 people. They often still live in traditional houses, which Plunkett says are what North Americans would call grass huts. Electricity and cars are uncommon. But they're in this process where they're right now moving from sort of a mostly cashless subsistence kind of economy into a more globalized economy where people have jobs and go to work every day. 
and in the process, people are losing their knowledge of local plants. So if you interview some of the older people and say, what's the name of this plant, what's the use of the plant, they know. If you ask their adult children, they'll say, well, I know the name, but I don't know the use. My dad knows the use. And then when they ask the grandchildren, they usually don't know the name or the use. They either don't know these things at all, or they don't know the words in their indigenous language. Vanuatu has one of the highest language densities in the world. There are 113 documented languages, one is extinct now. The rest are also in danger of disappearing. Basically, every village has its own language. For example, only 150 people speak Alo's local dialect. My own language is Morris. And this is what it sounds like. Here, he's telling me about his favorite tree behind the house where he grew up. He says he sometimes mixes other languages into his local dialect when he can't remember the right words. With more cell phones, tourists, and generally, more interaction between communities, he says it's common for people to start blending languages. Eventually, it leads to cultural erosion and the loss of local plant knowledge. What we're finding is there's a very close linkage between the plant, the people's knowledge of the plant, and the name of the plant. So when one of those things gets lost, other two tend to get lost as well. If people start forgetting how to use the plant, then they soon forget the name, and then the name in their local language. If they forget the use of the plant, then there's no use to have the name anymore, right? Or, of course, if the plant goes extinct or is not as common anymore, then people don't see it and they don't use the name. They're all intertwined. But now, people are realizing just how important it is to hold on to their traditional knowledge. Allo says that locals have been responding positively to their work. He says that often, children in the villages get really excited and curious to learn about local plants. When we get out to the forest to collect plants, when they have nothing to do, they just follow us coming around and shouting at the plant name and they're calling out the plant name and they just follow us through what we're doing up until we finish all the work for each day. In case you didn't get that, what he said was that local kids follow the research team into the forest, shouting out plant names and hanging out while they do their field work each day. So far, Allo, Plunkett and their colleagues have collected 2,500 plant specimens. Plunkett says they've already found new species, but there's a lot more work to be done. Even a place like North America, where people have been working on the plants here for, for centuries, we're still finding new species. He says these projects are never really finished. I'm Chloe Williams, and this is Science Line. <laughs>